This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome. My name is Andrew and this is the Hoot Discussion a New Orleans Saints podcast where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. So today's episode is going to be a little more of an off-season episode. There was a couple more headlines of news this week. We covered a lot of news on Wednesday, so if you want to go see the news of really last week, go check that out. There was a ton of news from the cuts that I think had a lot to do with the Saints because these cuts are free agent players I think the Saints could look at. And then also there was even more news about some players the Saints signed, signing some exclusive rights free agents such as Justin Hardy. They um, added their special teams coordinator with Darren Rizzi. So obviously a lot, a lots of good stuff there. But we're going to start this news segment. I think we're just going to get right into it and talk about the cuts that went down over the last couple days as this really month, this February month, until the scouting combine is going to be, the news is really going to be a lot about cuts because teams are getting ready for free agency and getting ready to see how much money they're going to spend. And this is going to obviously be a big reason of why people will get cut is that just cap space. And I think some Saints players will get cut because of cap space. Saints obviously don't have that much. And I think over the next couple of days, weeks, over the next couple episodes, we're going to see all the cuts come out. And we're going to go, we're not going to dissect obviously all of them, but we're going to dissect the ones that the Saints may have intrigue in. And we're going to start off with the wide receiver, Pierre Garçon. Obviously, veteran receiver. He's played for an extremely long time. I mean, he was on the Colts in the 2009 um Super Bowl when the Saints beat Colts, so obviously he's played for a long time. So he definitely has experience, and to me, he definitely reminds me of that Des Bryant type receiver or what we would get from Des Bryant. Maybe because they are a little different because Garcon could play in the slot, but they're going to be that possession receiver in that short to mid-range passing games, and it's going to help the Saints out in that respect. Last year, he had 24 catches for 286 yards and a touchdown, and this was in only eight games. And then 2017, he was only in eight games as well. He had 500 yards on 40 catches. So, you know, you kind of combine those together. You're going to get around in a full, you know, season 800 yards, almost 800 yards, and one touchdown. So that possession receiver, that's the type of player he would be. And the Saints don't really have a receiver like that, so I think – he would definitely – because another slot receiver that the Saints could add along with Cole Beasley or an Adam Humphreys type player, and he'd probably come cheap like that $4 million, $3, $4 million deal that Des Bryant would probably come on. So I do think that could be an option for the Saints. If I had to choose Des or Garcon, I would choose Des because I think Des's playmaking ability is much, much higher. So that's just what I think there. So on to our next player that got cut, and I think the Saints – could definitely look at is tight end Charles Clay. He just got cut on Friday. And look, he's definitely had a bad year last year. No one's going to say no there. Um, 
He only played in 13 games because he was a healthy scratch. That's never a good sign. Um, he only had 21 catches, 184 yards, no touchdowns, and probably um, a team that he should have had more catches because as a tight end rookie um, quarterback, they usually try to lead on their tight ends, and he couldn't do that. In 2017, he did have 49 catches, 558 yards, two touchdowns. Like If he brought that to the table, I think he'd probably get a bigger deal. But to me, he's kind of that Tier 2, Tier 3 guy for the Saints if they want to pick him up. I don't go after Clay because I feel like we already have you know Josh Hill, who's very similar to this. Um, I think if Josh Hill was number one um, tight end, he'd probably put very similar numbers to this. Um, I don't think Clay is that clear number one guy. That's just what I feel. Um, he's been in the league now for eight years. He's been really good blocker, but just the receivers that we really need because we really need that receiving tight end. We don't need that blocking tight end. And it's just not there for Clay. I'm not saying he'd be like the worst choice here, but he's definitely not the best. You kind of know what you're getting out of him. But last year was definitely a down year for him, so you could definitely get him cheap. Um, maybe if the Saints wanted to add a tight end through the draft, maybe you add Clay to supplement the draft, um, the player you draft, excuse me, there. So I think that is definitely an interesting thing. He did sign a five-year deal back in 2015, so he was cut one year prior to that. I mean, it was going to happen because they definitely overpaid for him. They gave him a big contract in 2015, and it just didn't work out. For the, Not like it didn't work out because he did have three straight seasons with over 500 yards, and then also, I mean, he had three, four touchdowns basically through that, that whole span. So that was very solid, but then the last year it definitely dipped down very bad year, and he really became a player that they didn't play. He was a healthy scratch most of the time in the end of the season, so that's definitely not a good move there. So if the Bills didn't want him, so why would I think we would want him? So I think I see that logic, but I do think he could be a starter. He's definitely a lower-tier starter, probably going to be what Ben Watson was last year, if not worse, but I think it's definitely an option there. And then our final player that got cut, and I can see the Saints look at, is going to be... Safety Glover Quinn from the Detroit Lions. He did have 74 tackles and three pass defense in 2018. He had three picks in 2017. That's obviously really good stuff. He's kind of that player that the Saints wanted in Kurt Coleman and just didn't come through. He's that veteran type player. He's played for 10 years now. I mean, he's been he was with Detroit for six years, so he definitely knew their system well, but he gets cut from them. And definitely this year kind of took a little of a dip. I mean, look, 74 tackles. Um, one sack. Not he didn't have a bad year, but compared to his other years, especially last year where he had three picks compared to none this year, he had ten more tackles last year, double the pass defense. He was definitely a better player. So maybe you know, getting a little worse here, and then also, you know, and that's kind of like what Kirk Coleman did, and also his age is now getting up. So you know, you kind of see where he may teeter off. But I think if he came to the Saints, if the Saints were looking for that third safety, I don't know if they will. I don't know if they're going to cut Kirk Coleman. But if they cut Kirk Coleman. Definitely look out for Glover Quinn to be that type of player that can be. They won't pay him a lot, and just he can come in and help Von Bell learn and get better. I don't know if the Saints will want to do this, but if they wanted to add that third safety, I think Glover Quinn excuse me, would be a good player. You could probably put him in 20 snaps, 25 snaps, maybe a little more than the 15 snaps Kirk Coleman was getting, and he could probably excel. I think he's better than Kirk Coleman, but you know, you want to take another gamble on that type of player? I would, I would be down for that. Like, I would definitely do that if I were the Saints. It's not that bad of an option there. And uh, that's just what I feel about, you know, just that whole, the whole safety situation. Because it's really weird. Some people want to go out and get Honey Badger. I just don't think he would be that much of an impact. Because I think we do have um, good safeties. I think Marcus Williams, he did have a bad year. 
but I'm expecting a third-year jump from him, and I think it was kind of a sophomore slump. He's going to come back and have a better year. And then Von Bell, I mean, he had a really good year last year. Um, you got to give him definitely that A-minus, B-plus grade, because he played really good above-average starter, I think, in the league. He did a really good job um, against the run, and then a really good tackler. And then also, one thing i got to say, his um, cover ability definitely got better each game, and I think next year could take a huge step up from what was the whole like average of last year he played really good at the end of the season he especially played really good in the eagles game one of the reasons we won was because of how good von bill played he covered slot corner uh slot receivers excuse me which was he couldn't do that you know even close he could never even do that earlier this year last year and then he was doing it with pretty good success in that final game and then also you gotta look at how he stopped zach Ertz completely so again just really good job by Von Bell, but I think Glover, uh, Glover Quinn could definitely give a good um, boost to this um, group, and it wouldn't bring, I don't think it would, you know, take that much. I don't think it's going to be that much money. I don't think it would be that much of a, you know, contract here, probably two years, probably whatever you gave um, Kurt Coleman. It's just another stab at it. If you want to do that, if you don't want to go that route, I'd be fine with that. I think I'd be fine with having Bell and Williams again, and uh, I think the Saints would be in good shape. I still think that would be a solid group. But, I mean, it wouldn't hurt adding a veteran if you have the money to, but it's definitely not a pressing issue for the Saints. So that is our, you know, I think that's kind of going to be our new segment on, like, the cuts. I think that for the next probably couple episodes, this is going to happen. We had one last week, and we'll probably have just a couple more. Obviously, you don't like to see players get cut, but... I mean, these players, you know, one man's trash, another man's treasure. So maybe we can pluck a player that was cut and uh, he could be a success for us. So one thing I also want to talk about, we did talk about it um, last episode, but AB to the Saints. Um, Obviously, this is going to be a polarizing um, topic. A lot of Saints fans don't want him. Some Saints fans do want him. I'm on the boat that wants him. I mean, sometimes you just can't um, deny his talent. And there's been a lot, a lot of news with him. So first... He completely, um, you know, said goodbye to the Steelers. We already talked about that. He said goodbye to the Steelers fans. And then he was going to meet with Art Rooney, and then um, it didn't happen. Um, Art Rooney went down to Florida just to meet with A.B., and A.B. didn't want to meet with him. Um, maybe they're going to meet later. A.B. kind of had this, you know, segment on Twitter where he just answered 10 questions, and someone asked him about the Art Rooney meeting, and he said that, He's going to meet with him, so maybe they'll be meeting in the future, but it looks like this relationship is completely um, done. It doesn't look like he's going to be coming back to Pittsburgh. So when you're looking to get traded, if the Saints, and also Fox, um, the Fox fans, I don't know how many Saints fans were in this, or just complete NFL fans, but Fox football fans predicted um, the Saints to pick up, um, uh, not Des Bryant, excuse me, AB. And if the Saints got Antonio Brown, Man, that's just such... I mean, and it's not even the cap. I think it's going to be what we're going to give up, and I just don't think that the Saints probably will be able to do it. But hey, if you can somehow bring them on and give only a, you know a second rounder and a third rounder and maybe like an Andrews Pete player, hey, I do that. 100% do that. But I just wanted to cover that quickly. I know a lot of Saints fans are against getting him at all because he could be a locker room problem. I just want to say this. You know, players that are on winning teams... They're usually not locker problems. Um, then you put them on bad teams, and they're locker problems. If you win, the locker room problems go away. The last two years, the Saints have been a winning team. Really, since that second game of the season, a really third game of the season, excuse me, in 2017, the Saints have only lost six regular season games in two years. 
that's obviously really, really good. And they've played uh, 30 games. So they're on, they're 24 and 6 in the last 30 regular season games. That's really, really good. That's two years of sustained success. Now you can put a third year to that, and the Saints would be a really be good winning team we have here. And people said that Eli Apple was, you know, a locker room or hurt their locker room a lot. And, you know, he's not a good player. And he came in here and he had his best um, stint as a starter, as a player in the NFL. So if AB comes here and the Saints are winning, there will be no problem. And if he wants to win a Super Bowl, I don't know what his objectives are. You know, he's very poker-faced in that matter. I just think if he wants to win a Super Bowl, come to the Saints. Yeah, you're not going to be the number one target. Or maybe you will kind of be. You know, you'll kind of have to split it. Is Michael Thomas okay with splitting it? Michael Thomas will probably want that deal already. Fine, I, I'll give Michael Thomas the deal. And I give A.B. the deal. And then you probably don't need that tight end. If the Saints had A.B. and Michael Thomas, if the Saints wanted to do this, it would obviously be a very bold move. The Saints do need help with a wide receiver, but I just don't think they're going to get it done. But I wouldn't count Mickey Loomis. If he wants A.B., he's going to try to get A.B. Um, that's the type of GM Mickey Loomis is. The Saints are going to have some cap to work with. And just a quick cap update. The Saints... According to Over the Cap, which is a website, it is really, really good if you want to like updates on teams' caps space and also how much the team can spend and how much they're given by their owners to spend in free agency. Well, they rank the Saints as the sixth most likely team to spend a lot of money. And even though they said the Saints have a low cap number of around, right now it's eight, it could go up to 11 like very quickly. It's like eight to 11 right now, depending on how much cap space there actually is in the NFL, is that the Saints have $60 million to spend that um, Gail Benson's going to give to the Saints. So she will pay for that $60 million, regardless of the cap. So if the Saints restructure money and stuff, obviously that money's not going away. It just gets pushed back, but and she'll give that $60 million. I don't know if I'm making sense, but basically, even though the Saints' cap number is only eight, um, Gail Benson would end up, like the owner, she, she said you can spend 60 for free, for $60 million in free agency this um, offseason. And I think that's, that's number one that's like one of the most in the league. So hats off to Gail Benson. You know, people say that New Orleans is like a second-rate market, which obviously hasn't been the case, especially, I mean, after the Super Bowl when they kind of dropped out, had a really low market, the Super Bowl ratings were down. And then also, I mean, you see here, we're going to be spending. I mean, Gail Benson's getting $60 million, and they said the Saints could have cap space. They said on the low end of they expect the Saints to spend $40 million on players. That's on the low end, and they said it can go up to 60. Now, that would be really interesting. I don't know how the Saints are going to do it, but they said Mickey Loomis, you know, he can't stop him to get a deal. If he likes a player, he's going to get that player, and he's going to find a way to do that. So that's obviously really good. I just want to say that and put that out there. I did tweet it on Twitter, but uh, if you guys don't follow us on Twitter, um, I just want to say that out there. On Twitter, we are the Who Dat Dish, just to plug that real quickly there. If you guys do have a Twitter, haven't followed us. But I think that's going to wrap up our news segment. Definitely a very interesting news segment this week. Um, not that much going on, but a lot of like um, you know speculative stuff. So you're going to have maybe some players get cut. Maybe the Saints will pick them up. Um, obviously, the AB news is big. But we're going to go right into our main topic, and that's going to be recapping the 2018 season, looking ahead to the 2019 offseason of now the D-line group. And look, another very interesting group. It's I think in the interior for the Saints, I think that should be a spot where they look um, at to try to get better. But looking at it player by player, start, we're going to start with Cam Jordan. Another really good season, back-to-back really good seasons. And Cam's the leader of this defense, but you got to put a player around him. Look, he's a great player, and I think he's one of the, I think he's top five defensive end in the league. 
but you got to put another player there. And I think the Saints have started to do that by drafting um, Mark Davenport last year. And he, to me, had a really good year. I mean, look, it wasn't a really good year. I don't want to say like he was amazing rookie of the year type player. He wasn't. But four and a half sacks and I believe 13 games. He had like four sacks in like the first eight games. And then he got hurt. And then he could really never establish back that type of play. Which, again, it's, it's, it's very hard especially as a rookie, to get hurt, come back in, and have meaningful snaps. He was great against the run, uh, and against the um, pass and um, rushing the passer, he was not that bad. He, to me, did a really good job. It showed so much promise. Next year, I think he's going to make a big jump, and that third-year jump, to me, is going to be enormous. So I do think, you know, if you want to put uh, Davenport as a starter, I'd be fine with that. You, you got to be. Um, Davenport... He's, I think, going to get better. Four, four and a half sacks this year. I think put him around seven, eight sacks next year. I think he's going to make that jump. Um, he did get hurt, so it was really only in 13 games. Really, he, you know, you want to um, say if he played a full 16-game schedule, he would have had five and a half, six sacks. And I think making that jump to eight is pretty reasonable. So I think that's what he's going to do. Alex Okafor, who's another player that played opposite Cam Jordan, he's going to be a free agent. He's probably going to sign for around 4 or $5 million. And to me, if I'm the Saints, I try to get that star on the defensive tackle, interior defensive line, and then sign a complimentary player on the outside. Maybe it is uh, Okafor. And, you know, he did have four sacks this year, so he did do a um, good job there. He um, was able to get to the quarterback late in the season. Early in the season, he did have some trouble, but he was really good against the run. That's obviously really big there. So to me, I mean, if you want to re-sign Okafor, I'm fine with that. If you sign from like three to four, I mean, maybe five. But I would really like to get that star in the middle of the defense, and it probably won't leave that much money. I, I want Davenport to play a lot next year, and I want Davenport. I think he's ready for that next year, and, and I think he can start. So I think that is good there. I think that would be a really good thing. You can get that complimentary player. I don't know if Okafor really wants that non-starting deal, but I think we're going to have to see. He may want a more you know, three, four-year deal at this point. I don't know if he'll get it, but um, it's definitely, you know, look, he's played pretty good in the last two years, and I think he could probably get a three-year deal. I don't know about one or two, but I think he could get that three-year deal, maybe a little less money, maybe one or two-year deal, uh, one or two year deal, excuse me. He can get more money, but I think he will be, I think he could definitely um, be a stable starter for a lot of teams in this league. I just think I want Davenport to get that more playing time. Looking on the interior, to me, Sheldon Rankins, he was hurt with the torn Achilles. Amazing. He has a really good contract. So it's really not that, you know, it's really not a problem for him, um, you know, cap wise, contract wise. But he should, I don't know when he'll come back. Look, last year we had um, Alex Okafor. He came back defensive line. He came back in the year and he was ready for August with the torn Achilles. But, he, you know, Sheldon Rankins is bigger. It's going to be harder for him to come back. So I expect him to be ready. September, October, and he probably won't get full gear until like after the first four games. He may play the first couple games, but it will be progressively getting him back in there. So to me, it's not that he's, I think he'll be good next year, but just, you know, the injuries there, it could be, you know, maybe he'll be out in September. That's, that's entirely possible as well. And then looking at the two players that kind of um, cycled in and out here, um, you're looking at uh, David Onyemata and Tyler Davidson, also Taylor Stallworth, he played a lot as well. Um, looking at it, Onyemata had a good year when um, Rankins was out, and Rankins, he was good in that final game. But even when Rankins was in, and 
you know, the Saints needed some interior presser. Um, Onyemata showed so much flashes. And I think, again, he's going to get better each year, keep progressing. I think he could be a really good player for us to be wrecking with for, you know, later years as he gets better. You know, he's only played football as a very raw player, so he hasn't really played that long in the game. So if he can just keep getting better, he's a physical um, problem for everyone on the opposing team, on the uh, opposing offensive line. So to me, if I'm the Saints, you know, you keep on uh, progressing with David Onyemata, but then he was caught for the marijuana possession and he could get suspended. Two to four games, people are now saying, if he gets suspended at all. We don't really know yet, and we're not going to know until later in the offseason. But that is definitely a problem for the Saints as they would have Sheldon Rankins out probably at the beginning of the season, and then... David Onyemata at the beginning of the season, and then Tyler Stall, uh, Taylor um, Stallworth, he'd really be the only player there because Tyler Davidson is a free agent. So really right now, the Saints can be coming into the season with only Taylor Stallworth on the um, defensive tackle positions here when really there are four guys. Three of those guys could be gone at the beginning of the season. I mean, that is really, really bad if you're talking about coming into next season. Look, Taylor Stallworth... Uh, not, excuse me, not Taylor Stallworth. Um, Tyler Davidson, um, he's going to be a free agent. I think it will take four to five million, three to five million to re-sign him. I do it um, because the Saints definitely have a problem with that um, defensive tackle interior right now. It was good last year; they stopped the run really well. But you could potentially have three guys not even be there. So you got it to me, sign one guy, and just then you're going to have to me. You got to go and sign a free agent and a good free agent. If Gerald McCoy gets cut. I go get Gerald McCoy right away. He has a really good relationship with Drew Brees. Um, I think he respects the Saints. I think he respects the organization, even though he's playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, one of the Saints' rivals. So to me, you got to go out and get him. And then maybe there's not enough money then to get um, Davidson as well. But to me, I try to sign both. Maybe that won't be the case. Maybe they can't do that. But that's what I try to do. Taylor Stallworth, to me, he's been really good against the run, and I think he'll continue that getting better. Really good find as an undrafted free agent, and I think he'll just continue to get better. So, really, the only last player here um, left on the defensive line is Trey Hendrickson. The Saints, they do sign a couple players in and out. I think they'll sign some players um, on the edge, as they usually do. George Johnson has been in the camp the last two years, um, and he's also played when the Saints needed him. Players like that... Um, I know he is not a defensive end, but he did rush um, off the edge was J. Ron Elliott. Um, he was a linebacker. He has been in the Saints um, training camp the last couple of years. He's now playing in the AAF. So to me, when you're looking at it, that's really what the Saints defensive line is looking at. To me, I think the Saints do make a splash at defensive tackle. And I will be making a film study on the defensive tackles. Um, it's going to probably be Gerald McCoy. I really want to do a film study on him. I'm doing the film on him. It's just he's a really, really good player. I'm going to do Sue as well. I want to see what Sue can bring to the table. The Saints looked at him last year, and they're probably going to look at him again. I think he can bring a lot of good things, especially against the run. If the Saints sign Sue, they probably won't be able to sign. They will, probably won't need to, excuse me, have to sign Tyler Davidson. I think Sue and Stallworth would be enough there. And then also, you got to look um, at the kind of guys that maybe, look, they're not the guys that you're going to hit home and you know, maybe not get a lot of money, but... This defensive tackle class, there's a lot of really good players here looking at. I mean, Greg Jarrett, he's another player that um, is a good, you know, he's going to get a lot of money. But also looking at Sheldon Richardson, a um, Muhammad Wilkerson, these types of players, Kerry Wynn, um, 
Jonathan Hankins, these types of players that they're average players. It's a very, very deep group. And you probably can get good talent for not that much money. But I, I want the Saints to get that pop player. I want them to get that star player at this position here. And I think they will be able to. And I think that, that they will be able to um, get that player that they need, that star player. And it's not even like they need that. But I think this defensive line with Cam Jordan, fully healthy. Cam Jordan, Rankins, let's say if it was a Sue or McCoy, and then also a Davenport on the outside, it's deadly. It's a deadly defensive line. You could add a couple of depth pieces, and this team is ready to go. You have Taylor Stallworth there, Trey Hendrickson, who I think could be a good player off the edge. Definitely has a lot of speed. To me, I think this it could be a really, really good defensive line. Probably one of the best in football if the Saints keep on getting better there. And they were really good last year, especially against the run. Amazing. Cam Jordan, we probably haven't talked enough about him. 12, 12 and a half sacks, I believe. Ton of really good against the run. Great lateral quickness. Cam Jordan is the man. Nothing I can, bad I can say about him. Leader of this defense. The reason that we're probably in this situation is all because of Cam Jordan. And I think that we, we got to look at that too. But to have a player like Cam Jordan and then also a player like Gerald McCoy, man, oh man, that's just a really good team. And I think the Saints should definitely look at that. So I think with all that said, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. If you like our podcast and like this episode, you can follow us on Twitter at the Dis, as I said before, on Instagram at Discussion. We just made a Facebook page, so if you guys are on Facebook, please like our page at the Discussion over there. Also, you could follow us on Podomatic, and then also you could subscribe to our YouTube channel, iTunes channel, um, Spotify channel, and also Google Play channel. On all those sites, please like, a comment, rate, review, all that fun stuff, especially on iTunes, rate and review us so we can make more content, more content, excuse me, for you guys. I hope you guys have been enjoying this podcast at episode now 52. Also, um, if you guys wanted a little update on the AAF, as I said, I do a little segment on it. Um, as I'm recording this episode, I'm actually watching the Memphis Express game with the Arizona Hotshots, the Memphis Express are um, winning this game as Zach Stacy has broke off a huge run as I'm saying this. They are up 12 to 6. Let's hope they can pull it out and get this win. I will be following the Express. So if you see some things on our um, Twitter page about the Memphis Express, know that because I will be following them. I will have a little segment on the AAF. Also, the Brigham Iron, they took home the win against Salt Lake Stallions earlier today, 12 to 9. So. Brigham Iron and the Express were not supposed to be one of the better teams in the league. I think like they were 6th and 8th ranked um, coming into the power rankings. And the Brigham Iron are now 2-0. and And the Express are trying to pull up the upset against the top-rated um, hotshots. So we'll see how that game ends. We'll give you an update on our next episode and how the week fully ended up. So, guys, look, as the scouting combine comes, um, there will definitely be a lot of coverage. We may have to do um, more episodes, I think, during the combine. Um, I think that's a really good time because there will be a couple of trades, I think, go down in the combine because all the GMs are there at once. They can all talk to each other. It's kind of like, I don't know if you guys follow baseball, but it's at like the winter meetings. This is kind of what the winter meetings is because they all um, meet in one place. It's right before free agency. Players can go and meet with um, teams there. To me, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of news. And definitely during that week, look out for some live videos on breaking news for the Saints. I think how we're going to break news um, in this free agent cycle, we are going to go live and talk to you guys about that. So if you guys like that, 
definitely look in for that. But with all that said, I want to say thank you, prove them right, and who dat?